Welcome to the All Hoops Podcast. I am Stephen Inman. Solo today to talk a little contract extension news here in the NBA. Let's start off with the good news. Bradley Beal has agreed to a two-year, $72 million deal extension with the Washington Wizards. This is very interesting as the Wizards had a three-year, $100 million deal on his desk with his agent the last couple of months. He didn't really take it too seriously, it didn't seem like, and it seemed like they were finally going to consider trading him at some point during the season. Now he signs this deal. It's two years, $72 million with player option for the final year. So basically, he's now under control for a minimum three years, potentially four years. It takes him off any trade talks, for one, and it also sets him up in 2022 to sign a five-year, $266 million deal as an all-NBA player. Uh, I think this is great for both sides. On one hand, Washington gets their franchise guy long-term. They don't have to worry about where are we going to ship him off to, how are we going to replace him, you know. And then also, you know, hypothetically, they could get John Wall back at some point within the next year. And you ha- and if Wall is back to 80% of what he was, that's a dynamic backcourt. You know, a team you could really start to build something around with both of those guys around long-term. You know, they draft Rui Hachimura with the ninth overall pick. I'm very high on him. He's going to be their starting power forward. They locked up their center, Thomas Bryant, over the summer to a three-year deal. And look, you know, this is not a good team in any way. But Bradley Beal is a really, really good player. I think he's the second best shooting guard in the NBA behind James Harden. So I think this is a tremendous deal for Washington. They keep him around long term. They really sold him on the future of of the Washington Wizards. Excellent job all around there. Let's move on now to some contract disputes. Let's start with the Celtics and Jalen Brown, where they've reportedly offered him four years, $80 million dollars. Brown has declined this deal, saying he believes he's in for a big year and can get star player max money. I think this is very interesting because, look, Brown, you know, as a top former top three pick in the draft, you know, you could see the potential, but he hasn't really shown much more than just flashes of that. And, you know, he could be a guy who could be a good two-way player. He could score, he could shoot, he could defend, but you haven't seen it consistently. And on a team like the Boston Celtics with, you know, Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, you know, Gordon Hayward. There's not a lot of shots to go around. He's at best the third option, fourth option if Hayward is finally back. So I don't really get from his point of view where he thinks he's going to have this big year if he's the fourth option in this offense. I don't really see where the money is going to come from. Now, look, he can go out of restricted free agency and he could probably get $100 million on the open market. You know, as a restricted free agent, some team trying to pry him away as a young guy in his early 20s. But if you're Boston, I probably play this out. I mean, you gave him a fair deal. You gave him $20 million a year. And look, if he is if he's a big monster year, he's a restricted free agent, and you can have some other team give him $130 million, and you just match the deal. And if he is, you know, kind of the same player he was this year, then I think he'd probably be happy to take the 80 80 to 85 million dollars. So I don't think there really is a big sense of urgency on the Celtics part. And look, they've gotten burned on some of these contract disputes before, kind of letting guys play year to year. You saw with Marcus Smart, they let him go year to year, and then he wind up getting a big deal. 
as a restricted free agent. He, I think he got four for 52. They kind of overpaid there a slight bit. And then you also had, you know, Terry Rozier, who they wind up losing to the Charlotte Hornets, who got a monster deal. I think that was three years, $57 million. So look, you know, Jalen Brown, I think they want to be part of their core, but you know, when you're making $20 million a year, you're a, you know, established core player. And I, I question whether he's at that point in his career right now. If you want to give him $20 million a year right now, I have no problem with that. But if he's looking for $120, $130 million as a max player, I think you got to make him earn it. Finally, let's move to Buddy Heald and the Sacramento Kings, also in a contract dispute. And this one's a little more perplexing to me. So the Kings offered him around four years, $90 million. He averaged 20 points a game last year, an elite shooter. And I think really they need to step this up. He's already said he's willing to stay stay in Sacramento. He wants to take less. He's willing to take less than the max to stay in Sacramento, but he's looking more for about 410. They're offering about 490 reportedly. Can you guys just meet in the middle? Can you meet at four years, hundred million, $25 million a year for a 26 year old buddy healed who seems to be getting better in one of the more underrated backcourts in the NBA with him and De'Aaron Fox. I think this makes all the sense in the world. Just Get this done. You have a few more days left before the deadline. I believe for rookies, it's the 21st, which is Monday, for rookie extension deadline, which is different than the normal extension deadline. I think Buddy Heald is a guy who's going to continue to get better. And look, you you traded to Marcus Cousins in his prime to go get him in a, in a late first-round pick. You know, you had the owner bragging that this guy's the next Steph Curry and that he's an elite shooter. And it seemed ridiculous at the time because he was coming off a pretty bad year in New Orleans. And he looked kind of not like a bust, but a a player you wouldn't want with a top six or seven pick in the NBA draft. And he's really emerged as a as a really good player, a core player for this team. And you're going to hype him up and do all these things, and all of a sudden, when it's time to pay him, you're just going to let him walk. And if you're going to let him walk, who are you replacing him with? It's not like guys are lining up to go to Sacramento. You know, you want to go trade for a second Harrison Barnes and you know give him a max max deal. You know, they already did that. So I don't really get their plan here unless it's just we have a few more days. We're trying to get his price down as, as little as we can, and then we'll meet around the four-year $100 million range. Because I'm telling you right now, you know, if he becomes a restricted free agent next summer, the there'll be teams lining up to offer him a max deal. I mean, the thought of like my Knicks, who really have, you know, all the money in the world right now, if they could get him to go with R.J. Barrett and thus your wings are the present in the future – that would be incredibly appealing. But I think at the end of the day, the Kings and Heald will get this done. It doesn't seem like they're that far away. It's, you know, there's, you're still talking about, you know, one's offering $23 million. The other one wants, you know, $28 million. You meet in the middle. You make this work. De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald can stay as the more underrated backcourt for now. I think Fox in for a big year. I think Heald will get a little better. And I think the Kings can really make some noise in the West as a fringe playoff team. Well, that's going to do it here on All Hoops for the Now. We're going to come back in a few days to begin the NBA season. Very exciting stuff. And as always, we'll be here ready in case more news breaks. But for now, enjoy your day. 